when you begin to pamper him and listen to him and talk to him, he'll ruin your life. When you begin to mollycoddle him and just play with him, you know, and want to please yourself, your life's headed for destruction. And I feel I, I can talk with authority of that tonight because I experienced 35 years of being pushed around by the old man. And if you're going along that way, I don't know how old you might be, but you've gone too far. You know, uh, funerals are sad to me, even when uh, people are sanctified and uh, they go on, it's a certain amount of sadness there, though we may rejoice too. Yet when a person is uh, uh, lost, it is really sad. It's a terrible thing. It's an awful thing. But I want to tell you tonight... There's one funeral that you can go to and you can rejoice and you can be happy and you can sing and you can shout and that's when you bury the old man. When you put him aside, when you lay him right there in front of you and he's dead and he's gone, there's going to be some rejoicing with him. That's the reason Brother Charlie was up here stomping and hollering and kicking around tonight because he had buried the old man. It'll bring joy. It'll bring peace. It'll bring happiness within if we'll but put him out. Don't pamper him. Don't listen to him. But let me tell you tonight, friends, the only way that you can stop that is to have forgiveness of sin and to be sanctified. And may I say again, if you haven't had this experience, that's exactly what you're doing tonight. You are pampering the old man. You are listening to him. And I want to talk about him a little tonight and tell off on him all I can. I just, if I could, I'd go down the line and try to show you in every place how he'll uh, tell you, uh, you know, things that is not even so. He'll have you believe in things that uh, are far-fetched if he can do it. He'll bring it even to a division of sanctified people if we would listen at him. But my, how he'll uh, bewitch sinners if they'll listen to him. How when your uh, heart is blind and you can't see. You know, one thing, he'll try to describe to you what a sanctified life is like. Yeah, he'll try to tell you. Now, uh, those people up there, it might be all right for them, but uh, it's not going to be all right for you. If things are going to be different with you, you're a different sort of a person. You don't need that kind of life. After all, the most of them was born of sanctified parents, and they grew up, you know, and that's all they've ever known, and that's what they want, you know. Of course, it wasn't that way with me, but now he's going to try to tell you that it's that way. But you know what the Apostle Paul said? As it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. Now, so you see right there, if you're a man, if you don't have the Spirit of God, it couldn't be revealed to you. Satan couldn't describe what this life is like because he don't know. I have not seen nor ever heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, but God has revealed it unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of life. Folks, I feel it on the inside tonight, brother here. I'm glad for that revelation that God has given me. So if the old man is trying to come around tonight, and to tell you that uh, it ain't for you, that uh, there's no happiness yeah, there, you just tell him he don't know what he's talking yeah, about. Because yeah. the Bible says, that's in the second chapter of uh, Corinthians, I do believe, that uh, I have not seen or ever heard. And the only way that you're going to know 
is to try and see. That's what we're down here at this camp meeting for, is to give you an invitation to try and see that God is good. Now, uh, you know, another thing the old man will come around and try to tell you, if you'll listen to him, that uh, after all, it's your own life. Now, uh, who is uh, uh, that big fella up there trying to tell me what I ought to do? Now, he don't know my life. He might know his, but uh, I got my own life to live, and I got my own ambitions, and I've got it lined up pretty well, and I know what I'm going to do, so I'm just going to live my life and do it like I want to. But the Bible says, no man liveth unto himself, and no man dies unto himself. So, friends, you can't do it by yourself. Now, I want to read you a little bit here about one fellow that thought he had it made. The old man had been around talking to him, you know, and was telling him what a good shape he was in. Everything was all right, mister. You just really uh, on easy street. You're just walking a long way. The future looks bright. You ain't got nothing to worry about. And he pampered the old fella, and he listened to him, you know, yeah. and he decided, well, that's right. So I'm just going to go along. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. Yeah. Now let's listen to a fella that talked to the old man. And he thought within himself. It says here, he thought within himself, friend of mine, what are you thinking within yourself tonight? Is Satan trying to tell you that you can make it some other way? <coughs> You'll never be able to do it. There's just one way to the pearly gates, so I'm saying. Just one way, excuse me. So he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. They're going to have a good time now. We're just getting things in good shape, you know. We're going to retire here, and we don't have to go to church, and we can just have a big time here now. And I will say unto my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. If the old man can get you just to take your ease, you know. Old man, you know, that's old man carnality. Old man sin. The old inbred sin. The thing uh, was born inside of us that made us sin. The thing that made us want to do wrong. When we come to an age of accountability, instead of choosing God, we chose the wrong way. That thing on the inside that fell on Adam because of one man's sin, sin passed upon all men for that all have sinned. So it's on all of us. And I'm not trying to tell you something tonight that the, other saint, that the sanctified people all around and about don't know. We've all come the same way. Whether we have known it all of our lives or whether it's just been a short while, we've all come the same way. Take thine ease. Eat. I want to have a good time in life. That's what I want to do is just to go about and see the world. You know, I'm not interested in getting sanctified or anything like that. I'm having a wonderful time. I'm going about eating and uh, drink. Out of drinking, having a big time. You know, Satan will blind you like that, too. He'll make you think that if you can get a hold of a little beer, a little wine, a little whiskey, a little something like that, and, and they'll go out, you know, and have a few cocktails and all around some of the cocktail bars and the different places that he's got set up to entertain people, you know, and to make them think that they're having a big time, going to have a big time tonight, you know. 
That's the old man talking to you, folks. Yeah. That's him talking. I just want to tell on him just all I can. And you might say, uh, I never have experienced that, but maybe further along the line, there may be some other hymn that you have. Eat, drink, and be merry. Well, I'm just having too good a time to start. That's what he'll tell you. You don't need to get sanctified. You don't need to go to the altar. You've got plenty of time. You're having a good time. Just take your ease. But friend of mine, let me warn you. That's right. Yes. Take heed. Take heed. Yes. We're talking about a man here now. But God said unto him, Thy food. Pretty strong language. Pretty strong talk there, folks. Now listen, we're talking about a man here that... It wasn't, wasn't concerned about his soul. Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So even if we got a lot of ambition for ourselves, if we're trying to fix things up for the future, if we're laying it up in the bank and we're doing this and we're doing that, when it's all over, whose will it be then? It won't be ours. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Friend of mine, you can't tell God what you're going to do. You can't listen to the old man and go along just merrily on your way and expecting to have eternal life in the end. I heard about a woman one time that she heard a little boy praying. And he was there praying and he was saying, Lord, do this and Lord, do that. Lord, give me this and Lord, give me that. But she told him, says, son, says, don't try to give the Lord orders, just report for duty. And friends, that's what we want to do tonight. We can't tell the Lord what to do, but we want to report for duty. And that's what you're going to have to do if you expect to enter in the kingdom of God. Now, uh, I want to read another place over here. And, uh, you know, the old man might come around to you and he might say, uh, you don't have to put aside all the things they tell you. You don't have to do all that. All you've got to do is just live a pretty good life. And uh, don't go out and do like that old rich fella did we read about a while ago, you know. Uh, don't do all them things. And uh, just do uh, get along pretty good. But I want to tell you, there's some sacrifice in serving God. Regardless of what the old man tells you, there's going to be some sacrifice and self-denial in serving God. And he said to them, all, this is Jesus talking, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So somewhere along the way, there's going to be self-denial in serving God. Sometimes you might come along with something that you don't see any harm in. You might think that this is all right. But, Mister, it's a good thing to deny yourself sometime just to have a good reputation. Just so people can see that the servant of God don't have to do these things right. if God hadn't revealed to you that you shouldn't do it. I thought about the other afternoon. I was riding along out here, you know, and it was real hot, just like seemed like it's been a mighty hot day to me today, you know. And I looked at all those sprinklers. They was all going out there, you know, and... And I just thought about it. Well, you know, I'm just great my I ought to just stop this truck and get out there under one of them sprinklers. It would just feel real good, you know. It'd just be real nice, just closing and all, you know. But then I thought about, well, maybe I just better deny myself of that. If somebody was to come along, they'd think that something was wrong with me. Uh, if they saw me out there, we're closing all under this sprinkler. Now, that might be a simple thing, uh, but uh, 
sometime, somewhere along the way, there's going to have to be self-denial. You're going to have to get forget about what I want when you start serving God and take up his cross and follow me. And he goes on to say, for whosoever, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. If you're trying to fix up the life yourself, friends, you're going to lose it. Yeah, you will. If you're trying to make the way, if you're trying to go along without some self-denial, if you're trying to, to go along and just do what you want to and uh, say, well, I, I think it'll be all right, uh, uh, you're going to lose your life. Somewhere along the way, friends, God wants us to yes, act as men. Right. He's going to require, he wants us to grow up. I believe the Apostle Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. Yes. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Friend, the time may be tonight that you ought to put away childish things. That you ought not to be concerned so much about self, for it goes on to say, For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and be cast away? So if everything was just like you wanted in the state of carnality, yeah. what would it profit? It would be naught. You sure ain't going to stay here all the time. Let's go on to another place here now. Now, I'll tell you one of the old man's favorite expressions to you. And look like uh, we all fall uh, in this line, uh, a lot of us, I mean, uh, more than maybe some of the rest. He says, put it off. Yeah, that's all he'll tell you. Uh, Jesus might be calling, you know, but the old man's going to come to you and say, put it off a little while. Oh, there's plenty of time. You're just a young fellow. Let's just put it off a little while. Uh, you can go ahead with this camp meeting. Maybe when you get back uh, to... Uh, uh, Everywhere you live, Norfolk, Decatur, Columbia, wherever it might be, when you get back there, it'd be just a little better. Any way that the old man can tell you to put it off, that's what he's going to do. This is Jesus talking again, I believe. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. So let's see what he says here to this. He made an excuse just a little while now. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. So there's no excuse with God. I don't care what the old man might say to you. However important it might seem tonight, there's no excuse going to be accepted for you to put it off. Tonight is the accepted time. Tonight is the time that Jesus is calling. Come on, come on, come on now. Let's read about another excuse I believe it gives us here. And... Um, Another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but first let, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at my home and my house. But Jesus said unto him, No man, having put forth his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. So friends, he wants you now. He wants you this camp meeting. He wants you tonight. Yeah. And if the old man is trying to tell you anything else, don't believe him. Just don't believe Because yeah. you don't know what God's got in store for you. He might have an important something for you to do this camp meeting. There might not uh, be another camp meeting for you. You know, uh, we look around as we come to camp meeting and we can think of different ones that was here last year. Standing around, 
They are not here this time. And uh, next year, there'll be a few more. And the next year, there'll be a few more. And in a little while, we don't know how long, it's going to be us. The picture is going to change completely. But don't put it off. God may have a job for you to do, and you don't know what it is that he has in store for you. I think about my own self. Uh, before I got sanctified, I never did think I'd be preaching something like this. That was out of the question. I thought I'd just slip in and get a little religion, just enough to get me to heaven, and sort of be quiet, you know. Just sort of sit down and take it easy. But I told uh, one of the brothers this afternoon that one thing you'd never hear me preaching against was big mouth preachers. Because, you know, the Bible says uh, if you do the same things, you condemn yourself. And, you know, the Lord is kind of putting on me some time to make a noise. And when God's got a job for us to do, we have to do it. I thought about the song where it says, well, a sinner wouldn't tell it to a living soul. How he brought salvation and he made me whole. But a family couldn't hide such love as Jesus. It didn't pop. For he makes me laugh and he makes me cry and he sets my joyful soul on fire. Jump, Brother Charlie. Tonight's a good night to do a little jumping around for Christ. I'm thankful for what God has done for me. And friend, he may have a job for you. There might be someone that their soul depends on you. Let's read on. You wouldn't do what they was doing. He's going to give you a real good reason. He's going to tell you that you were pretty nice and you were pretty good. Let's read about another fellow that was kind of that way. But he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. That's right. Got any enmity in your heart against anyone? Any envy? Two men went into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, deadbeats, you know, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. And now, Lord, listen to what I do here. I'm a pretty good fellow. This old man talking to you, friend, if you ain't sanctified. I fast twice in the week. 
I give tithes of all that I possess. I do this and I do that, you know. If he can possibly make you believe it, he's going to make you a pretty good, think you a pretty good man, and that you can make it to heaven without sanctification. He'll stop you any way that he can. He'll tell you sometimes he's told a lot of people, all you got to do is go to the altar and get your sins forgiven, and that's all you're going to have to do. You got enough then. You done been saved and everything's all right. That's what he'll tell you if he can just get you in that state. It's all right. You're in pretty good shape as far as the old man's concerned. Yeah, now, here's another fellow, you know. We'll talk about this man. Now, uh, think yeah. about this. You know, a lot of times uh, people say, well, I'd go if I had the feet. Oh, if I yeah. just had that feeling on the inside. Yeah, now, yeah. it was about six months ago that I was in a service somewhere, and, and I just felt like really going to the altar, you know. I just felt all broken up inside, and I just feel, felt like I really ought to go, but I didn't go that time, you know. I, I just put it off. Friend, I know what I'm talking about because I've had that experience. I'm not trying to tell you something. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you a little experience that I had one time not too long before I got sanctified. I was in a, a service there in Decatur. And the preacher preached, and they had an altar call. And uh, I was standing there, and I, I was nervous, and I was wanting to go. And a different one says, uh, well, you want to go to the altar, and this, that, and the other. And Satan says, well, if you could just go out and smoke one more cigarette, you could go. A lot of people might not think that I ever had that experience. But, you know, when you get to weighing up eternity against one cigarette, it's pretty much out of balance, ain't it? Pretty much out of balance. But if he can just get you to wait just a little while, just any old excuse, pretty soon the next time when they're around, you say, well, I just don't feel like going. I just ain't got no feeling if I had that feeling. But I want to tell you, if you don't feel like going to the altar tonight, to an altar of prayer, it's time you started praying like this other fellow that he talked about here. He says, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much his eyes unto heaven but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Friend of mine, pray that prayer tonight if you don't know that Jesus is in your heart. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Send that convicting power. Come to this altar and call on God and ask him to give you that feeling. You don't have to sit there and wait and wait and wait. You can make a run, and God will answer your prayer when you call for that convicting spirit. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone, listen again, for everyone that exalted himself. Trying to exalt yourself a little bit? Yeah, he was. Looked like what he was doing. Trying to exalt a little bit. I'm not trying to say that you're doing that, but this fellow here says, For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Friend, do you want to be exalted tonight? The only way to be is to come to Christ. That's the only way is to humble yourself and come to God, and everything will be all right. Now, just one or two more, and we're going to quit. I didn't think I could go this long. But, uh... Looks like as long as the water holds out, it will be all right. And the Spirit comes down. Everybody praying? <clears throat> I hope you are. There's a lot more work to do here tonight besides getting up here. There's a lot more work to be done. Another favorite way that the old man's going to come around to you. He's going to tell you you can't live above sin. You know, I imagine tonight if we had a show in here of the hands 
and this large congregation that we have, there would be a lot of them that would go up to say that I used to think it couldn't be done. I thought uh, uh, the best a man could do was to sin and repent. There would be a lot of hands raised. Mine would be up there. I'd have to be one of the first ones to put mine there because that's the one way that the old man had me blind. I pampered him and I listened to him, you know, and said that it just couldn't be done. But friends, I want to tell you another man here that looks like to me, he kind of thought the same thing. And that was the Apostle Paul. He was right along that way himself. We find here he says, Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So as long as that sin was in the Apostle Paul, he couldn't help it. Uh, he'd done all these things. It was a thing that come natural. Just as natural as it come to Brother Foster to kick up his heels a little bit, it come natural for Brother Paul to persecute the church. And it's the same way with you tonight. If you think that it can't be done, it's not that it can't, but it's the sin that dwelleth in you. But sin that dwelleth in you. I find then a law that when I would do good, let me repeat that. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. So when the time comes around that you would do good, you would like to, you would like to come to this altar of prayer, but the old man says you can't do it, evil is present, and he'll hold you back if you'll just listen to him, but it's that sin on the inside that is causing it. Paul goes on to say down here now, listen to this, I want to tell you how to get away from all this. I want to tell you how you break that bond that the old man's got on you. Paul says, oh wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Old carnality, the old man. Who shall deliver me? I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Friends, Jesus is here tonight. He's the one that will deliver you from that body of sin if you will but allow it. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound that you now that you know you can be delivered are you just going to keep on sinning that God will keep on forgiving you all the time? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. We're going to have to die to get rid of this sin. It's going to have to come, friends. It's going to have to come. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We're going to get rid of the old man. We're going to quit listening to him anymore. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. You just don't have to serve it if you're willing to pay the price. You just don't have to listen to the old man when you get that body of sin destroyed. Therefore, listen now, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. 
For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So if you start walking after the Spirit, you don't have to serve that old man anymore. You don't have to listen to him. You don't have to pay any attention to him, whatever he uh, might try to say to you, you know. Then I was thinking about over here again where it says, but now, once in the end of the world. Yeah, that's right. Now. Once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And so as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto the end of look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. I'm thankful for that salvation tonight. I'm thankful for that joy and peace and happiness. And I want to tell you, friends, you don't have to listen to the old man. But there's one thing you got to do. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life, old man going to try to tell you one more time here now. He that loveth his life, do you love it, shall lose it. But he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto everlasting life. If any man serve me, let him follow me. This is Jesus talking. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now think about just one more place here, and we're going to be through. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. You know, that's one of the prettiest places in the Bible. It's a short verse, and they just take it offhand. It might not mean much. But when you think of what it meant, of all the prophecies that had been made, of how down through the ages uh, God was telling uh, the people through his holy prophets that a way was going to be made, a highway was going to be there, and it would be called a way of holiness. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Then it goes on to tell about John the next day. He sees Jesus coming into him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Oh, John had been telling all these people to repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And folks, that's what we want to tell you tonight. That's the key to all the preaching. That's the key to all the pleading. That's the key to everything is to repent, to be sorry of the sins. And then Jesus will come and he will fix it for you. That's right. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bear record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not. Listen to this. This is another pretty verse in the Bible. I knew him not, but that he sent me to baptize with water. The same said unto me, Unto whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And friend of mine, if you get that baptism of the Holy Ghost... 
There's nothing else to worry about. You don't have to play around with the old man. You don't have to be pushed around. You don't have to, when I would do good, evil was present. You don't have to put it off till I get back home. But tonight, you can leave this tabernacle here singing and rejoicing in the Lord like I know because he reigns within my heart. I'm so glad tonight for sanctification and it's for everybody here. Pray for me.